Amen. No other name given under heaven by where men must be saved except who? Jesus. Amen. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn to Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15. We are finishing up a study today that uh, we've entitled The Prodigal, The Father, and The Proud. We've looked so far at the prodigal son. We've looked at the, uh, the, the response of the father when he decided to come home. So we've looked this passable, uh, past couple of weeks at this you know, very popular, should we say, uh, story that Jesus spoke, and it's been preached many, many times. You know, however, you know, folk, uh, most people focus solely on that prodigal son, you know, but we have to remember there was two other people involved in this story. We've looked at this prodigal son who wasted all of his life, you know, uh, on wild living, on evil things. Uh, and as a result, it took him hitting rock bottom before he came to himself. He, when he decided to come home as he was wallowing with the hogs, uh, th- uh, thinking about eating their food, he, he began to say, my father, you know, servants have more than what I have. So where the Bible told us that he came to himself and he decided to go home, I believe all the way home he was rehearsing his forgiveness speech that he would give to his father. But as we saw last week with the father, the father did not wait to hear what the son had to say as far as asking forgiveness. When the father saw the son a far way off, the Bible says he ran to his son. He fell around his neck. He told his servants to kill the fatted calf and they had a great big celebration that was the second person in the story the father the father who was a forgiving father the father who was extremely generous in his love for his son even though his son had drifted far away you know what Jesus is teaching in this example is that no matter how far we stray no matter what we have involved ourselves in and no matter what we have done If we'll just make the choice to come to the Father, He will be waiting for us with compassion and with open arms and forgiveness within His heart. Now next we want to take a look at the third person involved in this story, that being the older brother. Now I have chose to call this older brother the prideful brother. And I believe there's a number of things we can see about this prideful brother and how quickly and how damaging one with a prideful spirit can destroy families, one with a prideful spirit can destroy relationships, one with a prideful spirit can destroy even churches. So let's get started this morning. You know, the older brother took pride in his position with the family. Look at verse 25. Now the elder, now his elder son was in the field, and as he came and drew himself nigh to the house, he heard the music, and he heard the dancing. Now the younger son had done come home, the father had done loved him, the father had done gave orders to kill the fatted calf, the, the music had started, the celebration had started, because one who was dead was now alive, one who was lost was now found, a great celebration going on. Now here we see this uh, this other son, the proud son, coming home, and what we see here, he heard the music and the dancing, and he called one of the servants and asked, what in the world is going on? 
In other words, he asked, what does this mean? What is all the music? What is all the celebration? What in the world is going on? Now, as we look at this older son, we can clearly see a young man who was prideful in his position. Now, you know, there, there's, there's positive pride and there's negative pride. And what we see here is this, this person had uh, pride in his position as being the oldest of the son not proud in the negative sense but rather proud that he was a part of that family he had honored his pa- father he took serious that position of being the oldest son the firstborn son and as he's introduced in this story we can see that he was out there in the field and he was working why because he took pride in the position he held as the firstborn son it was uh, as the day's work ended that we see him returning to the house when he heard the music and the celebration that caught his attention. So we see there are a couple of positive things about this older brother. First of all, this older brother, you know, faithfully served his father. That's a positive thing. He took pride in the fact that I'm here with daddy. I'm serving daddy. I have not left. I'm going to stick this out. Whatever daddy needs, I'm here for him. So with the younger son away, wasting all of his inheritance, this older brother can continued serving he continued carrying out his responsibilities on the farm without complaining whatsoever second thing we see about him is the older brother gave his father a full day's labor he worked a full day for his father look at verse 27 you know he says here and he said unto him thy brother is come and thy father hath killed the fatted calf because he hath received him safe and sound and he was angry and he would not go in this older brother wasn't afraid to work you know this older brother took pride not in the negative sense of being a part of this family and honoring his father's name but the second thing we see here in verse 27 and verse 28 is though faithful to his father this brother was also self righteous he was a self-righteous individual yes he took pride in the fact that he was a part of the family in a positive sense but this this older brother was also prideful in the fact that he was a self-righteous individual look they said your brothers come home your dad's killed the fatted calf because he's received him back safe and sound and he was angry did he celebrate because the family was back together no it made him mad that the younger brother had come home it made him mad now the family was uh, one again and what's it say he would not even go into the party how sad the family was together again daddy had been praying for months and possibly years that his son would come home his son finally came home now here's this prideful brother had too much pride to even go in and celebrate with the family that the family was together again therefore it says the father came out and entreated him in other words the father said son come on in your brother's home We're a family again. Can't you at least celebrate with us? Notice as he got closer to the house, it was obvious something was happening here. Hearing the music, hearing the dance and shouting, it was clear. The family was together again. And though he too should have been celebrating, instead of excitement and emotion, he turned to anger when he heard the reason for the celebration. You see... This brother's anger was a result of a prideful spirit, a prideful spirit. Here was his younger brother who had been gone for many years, safe and home at last. 
His dad had prayed that this would happen. Once dead, excuse me, the family was now, you know, once dead, the son was now alive. You know, the family was together again. Surely this is reason to celebrate. No doubt he had seen his father shed many tears, and I believe he had heard his father praying late at night for his son to come home. God, please move upon his heart. God, please send him back. God, I want my family together again. No doubt he had heard this. And instead of happiness and joy for the father, he was angry. He was angry that the younger brother come back. And we're told he would not even go in. He would not even. In fact, we're told in verse 28 that his father went out and begged him to come be a part of the celebration. Son, come be a part of what has taken place here. And even after his father entreated him, pride would not allow this young man, would not allow this young man to come be a part of the joy of having the family together again. You know, many don't understand just how destructive a prideful spirit can be. Listen to me. A prideful spirit is a dangerous poison. A prideful spirit is a dangerous cancer. And it's not just the one that that has the prideful spirit that suffers. But you know what? In most cases, it's the others who suffer as a result of their prideful spirit. And that's what was taking place here. The father suffered because of the prideful spirit of the prideful brother. Look, people with a prideful spirit don't know the hurt they bring on others. But you know what? Many times they don't care because all they are is focused upon themselves. And that's what it was with this older brother. He was focused on himself. And he could care less that daddy has prayed for months and years for what just happened today. Now, the next thing we see here is this brother refused to be a part of the celebration. And the reason is, and this is the way it is with people with a prideful spirit. He felt superior to the brother who had strayed. You see, this is the problem, you know, with those with a prideful spirit. They always think they're both right and that they're superior to everyone else. They're right, and everyone else is wrong. And this mentality is is evident by his response to the pleading of his father to join them. He, He said this, Look at all I have done and still do for you. I stayed with you, Dad. I I worked from daylight to dark, Dad. I stayed even when you divided your inheritance between us. I, I have been faithful to you, and you have not so much as given me a goat to barbecue with my friends. And this, your son, now don't miss that part. We'll get to it in a moment. This, your son, comes home, and you kill the fatted calf. Now, I want you to notice something about his response. I, 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 I. Listen to me. People with a prideful spirit, it's all about them. It's all about them. And then he says, you know, this, your son, comes home. Do you notice there he says nothing about my brother? It's not my brother. It's your son. You see, people with a prideful spirit, that's the way they are. 
Look, a prideful spirit will always keep score. In fact, if you show me a person who is always keeping score, I will show you a person with a prideful spirit. What do I mean by keeping score? They can name every time you hurt their feelings. They can name every time you did wrong. They can name, let me tell you, some of them even got dates. (laughs) They keep score of the wrong that you have done. Because of pride, this brother did not feel that this sinful brother deserved compassion, didn't deserve forgiveness, didn't deserve love from his father. Isn't it amazing how when we're in need, in need of compassion, in need of forgiveness, in need of love, you know, in need of mercy, we feel like we deserve it and someone should give that to me. However, when we're on the top of the world, when our needs are being met, when the bills are being prayed, uh, paid, when there's no problem in the family, when all is growing great, sometimes we forget how it was when we needed compassion, when we needed love. No doubt this older brother had forgotten about the times he needed compassion of his father. You know, he had forgotten about the times that he did wrong, maybe not as severe as this younger brother did, but that he needed forgiveness for what he had did. He had forgotten the times that he needed his daddy to just put his arms around him, fall upon his neck and say to him, son, I love you. He had forgotten about those times when he needed this. But as he was in this fit of anger, we see this. Once again, the father takes the initiative. The father reminds him, he says, son, this is not just my son. Son, this is your brother. This is your brother. Now, that tells me in his mind he had done severed relationships with his brother. And again, that's why he said, this is your son. He never responded to him as his brother. You, you saw me suffer for years, I believe the daddy said. I can just see the daddy saying, son, you saw the prayers that I prayed for him. You saw the tears that I shed for his safe return. Son, he was dead and he's alive again. Son, he was lost and he's back home. He's found. Son, just please, please rejoice with me. I can see this father begging this of his son. Son, we're a family again. Can't you just be happy that we're together again. Why couldn't he rejoice with his father? Why couldn't he refer to him as his brother? Because pride controlled his actions, pride controlled his emotions, and pride had hearted his feelings toward the ones that loved him. And once pride has overtaken a person to this extent, the third thing is pride will cause one to miss the opportunity to rejoice. Look at verse 29 and 30. And he answered him and said to his father, Lo, these many years. Now I want you to count the eyes in here. Maybe you just want to circle them in your notes. I mentioned this just a few moments ago. Lo, these many years do I serve thee, never, neither transgressed. I at any time thy commandment, and yet thou never gave me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son 
was come, which hath devoured thy living with harlots. You've killed the fatted calf. Look what I have done, is what he is saying. Look at me. You see, people with a prideful spirit, they want all the focus on themselves. Look at me. Look, pride never sees the good, nor does pride ever see the right in others. Because pride says, I'm the one that's right. I'm the one that's good. You see, pride causes one to focus on what is or is not fair. That's what we see there in verse 29b. It's not fair. It's not fair because I have served you your entire time and he is gone and now you give him a party. Boy, if there's one thing me and Debbie get tired of hearing in the house with seven and eight-year-olds and 13-year-olds, huh? What do they say? It's not fair. We hear that every day, probably 20 times a day. It's not fair. I get tired of hearing that. Do you get tired of hearing that, baby? That's your kids doing it. Okay. But, I mean, it's not even fair that one breathes the other's air. That's how bad it gets. Look, pride will destroy relationships, folks. We see that in verse 38. But again, what's he say? But this thy son. What did pride in this older brother do? It severed the relationship with his brother. Because, again, it wasn't his brother. It was his dad's son. It was his dad's son. I remember when I, I used to, when I was in high school and, uh, you know, my mom and dad was at our football games. And when I would do right, my dad would stand up and say, that's my son. That's my son. But when I messed up, he would say, that's your boy. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, wow, that was bad, wasn't it? You know, my dad was a good man, but that's just the way people are. That's the way people are. This, thy son. Again, noticed he would not even acknowledge this fact. Noticed his words to his father who had hurt because his son was gone, who was now rejoicing because his son was home, who was now saddened because the pride of his brother was destroying the family relationship that his dad so wanted restored wanted restored pride has destroyed more families pride has destroyed more family relationships than most any other weapon that satan has in his arsenal how many instances could i name of families who have had one or more kids and i'm talking about grown kids you know who had too much pride to just say i'm sorry it was my fault who had too much pride to say, I accept your apology. Or other things that they could have said or done in order to keep peace in the family, but chose not to because their pride controlled their actions. How sad. And that's what we see with this prideful brother. Now the fourth thing is pride will cause one to turn a deaf ear to wisdom. You see, a prideful person never listens to wisdom. And you know why they don't listen to wisdom? Because they're always right. Therefore, they don't listen to wisdom. And once pride has overtaken a person to that extent, folks, it's sad. And he said this in verse 31. Son, 
Thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. It, it was meet that we should go and make merry and be glad. For this thy brother. Now, notice the dad didn't say this, you're my son, did he? He wanted to get the focus back on the family unit. He said, this thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. No doubt I mean, I can get a picture of this dad. No doubt tears were streaming down his face as he so desired his family to rejoice in this joyful occasion. No doubt tears were just streaming down his face as he is looking in the face of this prideful son. But pride turned a deaf ear to the request of this hurting father. Pride turned a deaf ear. He didn't even see the tears. He didn't hear the hurt in his dad's voice because of the pride in his life. When a person is filled with pride, even the tears of those they hurt are not seen nor felt. In fact, pride will blind one from seeing the hurt that they cause others. They can't see it. They're blinded to it. Look, the term son that the father used, when he said to this older brother, son, the word son there and the term that he used in that point was an expression of love. In other words, intimate love for his son. You're my son. You're my son. Look, the father reassured this prideful son, son, all this that I have is yours. You know, your brother has done God his inheritance. So everything that's left, son, is yours. He's not getting no more. I mean, he's done wasted his. This is all yours, son. Can't you just be happy that we're together again? He was basically saying to his son, so, son, we are a family unit again. If you can't be happy for nothing else, be happy for me. That God has answered my prayer. That God has saw fit to bring your brother home. Though this younger brother did betray his family and he was wrong for doing so, the older brother, the one that thought he had everything right, the one who refused to admit his wrongdoing, the one who refused to admit the fact that maybe he didn't know everything that he knew, he in turn hurt his father just as much as that younger brother did. In other words, his pride hurt his father just as much as the riotous living that his brother had done. You see, his pride blinded him from seeing the hurt that caused his father and the vision that it brought to the family. You see, the problem with the older brother was the same problem with the Pharisees that caused Jesus to tell the story in the first place. When you look at the first two verses of chapter 15, we see the Pharisees complaining to Jesus because he was associating himself with sinners. So what Jesus said, or what we see in verse 1 and 2 there, 15, then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him, and the Pharisees and the scribes murmured, saying, this man receiveth sinners, and he eats with them. Let's not forget 
that Jesus didn't come to call the righteous to repentance, but he came to call sinners to repentance. It's not the healthy who needs the doctor. It's the sick. It's not the perfect that needs compassion and forgiveness. Rather, it's those who make mistakes. And folks, we all make mistakes. But the problem with a prideful person is they're not willing to see their mistakes. Nor are they willing to seek forgiveness of their mistakes. You see, this story is a moving portrayal of a loving father's persistence in seeking out the loss. That's what this whole story is about. The downtrodden, those with no hope, and, and welcoming them into his home with compassion, with forgiveness, and with love. And, and it is the portrayal of how pride will not allow some to accept the fact that God's mercy and God's grace is for all who would come to him. In concluding this morning, where are you? Where are you this morning? Are you allowing pride to keep you from experiencing the joy that comes with seeing those who were lost come to the Father? Are you allowing pride to keep you from letting those who were dead in sin know that the Father is standing with open arms, wide open arms, welcoming them back? to the fold, welcoming them into his family? Are you one who is lost this morning and ready to be found? One who is dead and needs to be brought to life this morning? Listen to me. The heavenly father is standing with open arms. Just like this father, when that prodigal come, he welcomed him with open arms. He forgave him even before asking to be forgiven. And he welcomed him back into the family. Listen, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've been involved in, no matter where you are today, if you will not let pride stand in your way, rather than rather make the move toward the Father, he'll welcome you. But I want you to remember something about that prodigal. He made the move back to the Father, didn't he? He initiated it, and the Father was there. Look, if you're here this morning and you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, God is waiting on you to make that initial step toward him, and he'll welcome you into his family with open arms. If you're a child of God and you strayed away, you're that prodigal, God wants you to come back home. God wants you to come back home. Or if you're that prideful brother who needs to seek forgiveness, who needs to be back and see the hurt that you're caused others as a result of your pride, maybe you need to repent of that this morning. We're going to have a song of invitation here in just a moment. and Whatever God has laid upon your heart, don't go out those double doors without getting it right with God this morning because it's now that he's calling today is the day of salvation today is the day of repentance not tomorrow not the next day
because we're not promised tomorrow. Let's pray.